Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. So last night we talked about, I think we've talked about Buster Keaton for a couple of days. And there's a reason behind that. This is his birthday week. He would have been a, he would have been really old. And plus, what I always find is, and I've said this before, is that Chaplin really gets all of the glory. And that Keaton really should be up there at the Pantheon with him and Mary Pickford. I mean, you know, Buster Keaton didn't help start United Artists, but Mary Pickford did and Douglas Fairbanks and Charlie Chaplin. You know, film, the whole history of film is very fascinating. And it's very... Like, last night, we did, you know, there was that interview where they talked about they took the silver out of Buster Keaton's films and yet someone knocked down a wall to a home and there's the prince right there. So, yeah. It's fascinating. It's fascinating that his films were almost gone forever. A lot of stupidity in that. And those who decided to do that, fuck them. Fuck them. Film and music. You know, tomorrow I'm going to go to a big music festival. and Yeah, that's where it's at. That's where it's at in terms of this creative aspect. That we all, you know, we're here, we create television, film, music. It, it's, por- it's part of the motion, motion picture arts and sciences. That's what it's part of. And Buster Keaton, I can't say much, um, I, much about him in terms of watch the films. I always tell people that. His films, I remember I caught them one night, one late night, and there was Sherlock uh, Holmes Jr. And it was so funny. And it was so well done. And Buster Keaton had those eyes. That's the difference between the silent film stars and the ones who did sound. It was all about your face. That's why there was such pressure for Greta Garbo to transition over to sound films. Because she had that face, okay? She had that face. And people weren't sure because she was from Europe. Oh, how how's she going to sound? That's really that's really what happened when the jazz singer came out, Al Jolson. And speaking of another Al, I want to give a shout out to Uncle Al of Ministry, Al Jorgensen. Oh my God, I love Ministry. I did an episode on here about Psalm sixty nine, the twenty ninth anniversary. Next year is the thirtieth. That album, which is such a classic, and Ministry put out another album uh, this week called moral it's something hygiene it's good al jorgensen always makes it fun but he's not al jolson i know uh, whenever someone oh jorgensen jolson well i don't know they're not cousins because al jorgensen is originally from cuba okay the history of film it, it's got a lot going out there it's, it's a lot. It's a lot, and we're going to revisit that later on. We're going to take a break so I can take a break. I love talking about film. I love talking about music. I know people often ask me, how do you know what you're going to talk about? Do you run out of things to talk about? Mm, sometimes. 
It really depends on the mood, the moment. So, yeah, we'll be back after these messages. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Stay tuned. And we're back. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. No, I'm not watching Saturday Night Live. Not watching it. I will probably see if I can find Halsey's uh, performance, which is great. I like her. I would be remiss today if I don't acknowledge the birthday boy himself, along with the Fab Four. Well, I think I did it earlier. Mr. John Lennon, who himself also starred in some films. This is a film podcast. The first being A Hard Day's Night, directed by Richard Lester, released in 1964 to capitalize on Beatlemania, followed by Help, Yellow Submarine, Magical Mystery Tour, and Imagine. The making of the Imagine album. So John Lennon, I mean, there was there was documentaries about him, the People versus John Lennon, or the United States versus John Lennon, and then there's uh, Lennon NYC about the decade that he lived in New York with Yoko Ono, and you know, uh, I mean, he was charismatic. It wasn't just the music; he knew when the camera was on, he was on. So I want to acknowledge... Jeez, uh, he would be 81 today. For, for 40 years, he's been gone. As long as I've been alive, John Lennon has been gone. So, December 8th, 1980. Very dark day. But today, we celebrate his life. We celebrate the... And, and in fact, there was a, a movie that came out a couple years ago where this, this young man was writing Beatles songs and then it showed John Lennon what had happened if he hadn't become famous. Yeah, that's that's an interesting scenario, but it's not well, it didn't happen. That would change. First of all, everything musically would have changed if John Lennon had not conquered with the Beatles. The British invasion. Those glasses. I mean, he had that Buddy Holly look. There are several movies about him, too. One in particular is Nowhere Nowhere Boy. And it has... And his name escapes me right now. Who is in The Avengers. He plays John Lennon. (laughs) If you know, just message me and tell me and then um, Kristen Scott Thomas played his aunt Mimi the one who adopted him and says to him he would be in a children's home if it weren't for her and in this movie he meets Paul McCartney and they form the Beatles yeah interesting huh very interesting So, yeah, tonight's an interesting podcast because, you know, there's different things to talk about. But, yeah, 
put on some Beatles records. Watch those films. They made some really great films. Because they're poking fun at their own celebrity. They were the first to do it. In terms of... Think of how big... 1964, that's the year of the Beatles. Everyone knows that. Everyone, It was like the world went British. You know? Mary Poppins was released. My Fair Lady. Yeah. It was very British. But I want to give a shout out to my friend. He could have a little British in him. And that's Jason motherfucking Almy of Shit Happens When You Party Naked. He cut his hair. He cut his hair. It was hilarious to watch. So, and he too, he has a degree in film. You know, come on, come on. He knows about the Beatles. He knows about that in terms of when you merge some music in the film music videos but then to take Beatlemania and make fun of it so I recommend all of you watch A Hard Day's Night it's such a beautiful film it opens with the song I mean first of all the song wasn't done until after the film and then it plays during the opening credits it's, it's probably their most iconic that opening guitar part is probably, in fact, I, I know it was voted, that's the most iconic opening ever. Because you know who it is. It's been copied, it's been parodied, and that's the thing about the Beatles. The Beatles were huge, still to this day. People are still rediscovering them, people are dusting off their vinyl yeah and then so many of their actually that's not true I take that back not you know if their songs play in film uh, they have to pay a lot of money one in particular Ferris Bueller's Day Off I don't know how much uh, John John Hughes paid Yoko Ono to, because you know there's that famous scene where Ferris is singing Twist and Shout uh, during a parade I I, uh, I listened to the commentary once of John Hughes talking about it but I forget the, the estimate that he probably had to pay just to get that in the movie okay now remember the Beatles didn't write Twist and Shout it was a cover but Beatle, but the Beatles did it, and so it, it's a weird thing. That that's why you know that's the oldest story in the book. Them signing that record deal, or whatever deal they signed, and it screwed them all over. And that's the oldest story in the book. It just is. And theirs is a lesson to everyone in terms of owning your music, in terms of owning your likeness, owning your songs. But thankfully for us, John Lennon went on to a very successful solo career. And 41 years ago, released his final album during his lifetime, Double Fantasy with Yoko Ono. It really, uh, you had just like starting over, stepping out, beautiful boy. And then on December 8th, fate intervened unfortunately very dark fate 
And then another album was put out called Milk and Honey. And it was basically songs that were not finished. Because that was his intention was to do Double Fantasy and the Milk and Honey. Uh, He was going to go back into the studio. He was going to do videos for every song. That was his intention. And have a big tour and it didn't happen. It didn't happen, unfortunately. And he went on to win Album of the Year posthumously at the Grammy Awards. That's where you kind of wonder, is it the death vote? Is it is it paying tribute? And I mentioned this because recently I watched Tony Bennett on 60 Minutes. His final album with Lady Gaga. And I'm telling you, he's going to get something from the Grammys. So then that's not, that's kind of, he's not doing well vote. I don't know. Either or I would give it to him. He's Tony Bennett. So same goes for John Lennon. Think of, think of all the musicians before John Lennon that he influenced and after. Okay. And then think of all the films, the parodies that are along the lines of A Hard Day's Night or Help. Both are iconic. But Hard Day's Night is really the classic that it is. So beautifully done. And so today we honor Mr. John Lennon because he is the walrus. I think in terms of how iconic he is, even to this day, the glasses, the voice, being cheeky, and... He was the toughest, or I wouldn't say he was the toughest, I didn't know him. But he had a really hard time. And he even admitted he had a chip in his shoulder. He admitted that. And I think it was the pain of losing his mother. The pain of not knowing who his father was. And that was something he shared with Paul McCartney. Was they had both lost their mothers very young. So... And John Lennon was just a badass. That was his je ne sais quoi, if you, whatever. So happy birthday to the walrus. I am the Eggman. Unpleasant dreams.